Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, from a yurt somewhere on the East Coast to the <laughs> Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm not Jana, I'm the Sherpa. Jana, how are you this evening? I'm good, how are you? Great, how about them cowboys? Well, at least our quarterback didn't get crushed and go off the field bleeding. No, and of course that would be a reference to the quarterback of my favorite team, the Giants. But we're not here to talk today about the Giants or the Cowboys, fortunately. We're here to talk today about Brett Favre. We promise we won't no. mention him more no, than a hundred times We're not here to talk about Brett Favre. We're here to talk about his division. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that is the same thing, isn't it? I mean, isn't he the only thing going on in that division? Okay, we're time for me to get my... We're bombs as possible. <laughs> Okay, hopefully fewer than Rex Ryan, otherwise we might be in trouble here. They might yank us off the air at Blog Talk Radio. So, All right, um, so Jana, what are we going to talk about tonight in our fourth episode of our wonderful show here? Well, we're looking at the NFC and AFC North, uh, so obviously we will have to mention Favre once or twice. And okay, I'm counting that's be... twice so far. <laughs> We're also going to be looking at different injuries and signings that happened this week so that you can stay current in case you have a draft upcoming in this future week. And we've got a couple strategy topics and maybe a little game or two. Great. So just a reminder, the show is now going to be on from 9.30 to 10.30 Eastern throughout the season. And, of course, you can go back and listen to it afterwards. It's archived. And um, has, is the show available on iTunes yet? Is that, has that happened yet? Not yet. You know? not okay, yet. not yet. So, okay, folks, pretend I didn't say that then. So <laughs> how can the people listening live and hopefully we only have live listeners, but uh, for, for people that are listening to the show, how can they get in touch with us during the show? Well, there's a couple ways. You can call in at 347-677-1608, and that's 347-677-1608, or you can talk to us on Twitter, which I watch all during the show, and that our Twitter handle is the number 4, THN Inches Show. That's the number four THN Inches Show. And you can also email us under the same name, the number four THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And I have Twitter and email up so you can get a hold of us any way you want. Great. Is the Blog Talk Radio chat room thing working yet? Not today. <laughs> okay, not today. So forget I said that. I'm 0 for 2 here. I'm just. A few more irrelevant questions. <laughs> Well, I don't know if they were irrelevant. They were, well, never mind. Okay, I don't want to waste time, as we found out last week. I'm the ultimate time waster here and always throwing us That's off true. schedule. So I'll just shut up and get right into it. What can people do? Are we going to have a a fourth and inches league? How's What's up with that? Yep, our fantasy football league is all set up, and we actually already have a couple people who have contacted me about playing in it. So we've got a bunch of spots left. It's going to be a 12-team league. We're playing on Yahoo. And we have some possibilities for a draft set up, but we're going to wait till the league's full and figure out what works best for everybody. Okay. So Am I one of the people that's us? responded? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Okay. Well, I am interested, just so that you know, but uh, you probably knew that already. So anyway, I interrupted I, what we were going to say. I had an inkling. But you can email us or send me a message on Twitter, and I'll send you the information and get you set up. Will carrier pigeon work as well or no? I have cats, 
so okay, probably, probably not. There would just have to be a quick flyby then. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> and just a quick reminder too: you can also find us on the Fantasy Football Sherpa website and blog. I'm going to be posting FantasyFootballSherpa.com. Right, and that's Sherpa with an E, just in case you were wondering, and hopefully you weren't. But anyway, um, we're going to be posting something right after the show. I am on kicker rankings because I know that's a topic that's near and dear to everyone's heart. People just say, please stop discussing Brett Favre already. Why don't you just tell me who who the number one kicker is going to be? So if you're really interested in that, go check out the blog. I promise I'll have something posted within an hour or so after the end of the show tonight. And we, we also, also keep have, the... Uh, we've got offensive and defensive rankings coming up this week, too. Right. You'll get to see where Jana and I disagree on ranking mm-hmm. teams, and then you can throw in your two cents worth or hopefully more than that and just stoke the fire then. So doing that, and of course the database for the Fantasy Football Sherpa website is kept continuously up to date. So if someone like Jamar Johnson gets cut so that you can, so that the Vikings can sign Brett Favre, that's four, then um, that'll be taken into account right away. If the 49ers cut Brandon Jones, which they did today, that'll be taken into account. So that'll all be updated shortly after the show ends. So anyway, we're up to date. Everything's up to date in Kansas City and in our yard here. So why don't we dive right into our first topic, which is some of the key player moves this week. What's going on there, Jenna? Um, There are actually a lot of big injuries this week and a couple of signings. Uh, Obviously, sorry, Buffalo fans, but you're down a ton of running backs. Uh, Both Jackson and Lynch got hurt in their first preseason game. Um, they've got another game tomorrow, so I would wait and see how C.J. Spiller looks in that before jumping him up on any rankings. But obviously it looks like he's getting the bulk of the carries tomorrow. Uh, it looks like Torrey Holt got hurt too. Uh, he actually, about two hours ago, reached an injury settlement, so he's pretty much a free agent now. He is no longer a Patriot, so he's not a factor anymore there. <laughs> so he's, he's essentially done for the year then, right? And they just bought out well, his contract or what's going on? Yeah. They, he's, okay. He could come back for a couple of weeks and somebody could sign him, but I don't see that happening. Okay. All right. And, um, what else he, should we ben know Tate about? Got, ben Tate got hurt too, uh, which mm-hmm. was really gnarly. He tore ankle ligaments and now it came out that he Ugh. fractured his fibula too. Like Yuck. we aren't going to be seeing much of him. So it no. looks like Foster and Slayton are going to be a duo instead of a trio. <laughs> so maybe the Bills should trade some wide receivers to the Patriots for some running backs then. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Keep going. And um, we had a couple of signings. The Saints picked up Liddell Betts, who um, yeah, he's not going to be an impact player. He's more of a backup. He's still right. time. I don't think that's really much of anything. And right. the 49ers signed Brian Westbrook on Monday. He's going to be number two behind Frank Gore. So if you have a really deep league and you're a really big, you know, Eagles fan or Brian Westbrook fan, maybe you pick him. But I, I don't think he's going to have a huge fantasy impact, at least not right away. Yeah, he's an interesting case because, you know, Gore himself is rather injury prone. So, I guess so now the <laughs> 49ers are just trying to stockpile all the injury-prone running backs they can find. Maybe the maybe the Redskins will cut Willie Parker loose so that he can go sign with the 49ers, but uh, who knows. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. So any others that we should know about? Um, no, nothing that's going to impact your fantasy teams. Okay. 
Well, with that, let's get right into our first division that we're going to look at tonight, and that would be the wonderful wide world of the NFC North, the frozen tundra, and all that that entails. So let's start (laughs) off with the Chicago Bears. So quarterbacks, they've got Jay Cutler, who we want to talk about, and Caleb Haney, who we don't want to talk about. So what about Cutler? Where where do you think he ranks? I don't really talk about Jay Cutler. I'm not a big fan. (laughs) Really? Uh, I hate Jay Cutler. Sorry, sorry, but it, I do. I really, truly do. I Need never. For something other. I, Go ahead, I I'm just listening. never. I never really thought he was an elite quarterback, and I. I am partial to the Broncos, and I just. I even then, I didn't like him. I just, Did you I don't say elite or a feat? <laughs> I said I'm partial to them. I just don't. I, okay. You know, he he doesn't do anything for me. He throws way too many interceptions. I think he makes a lot of dumb decisions, and I don't think he's worth it at all. Well, I agree that he makes a lot of dumb decisions, and hence the high interception rate. But the guy throws for over 4,000 yards. Would you rather have, I don't know, Jake DeLomes are not a good example, but would you rather have someone like Mark Sanchez than Jay Cutler or Matt Weiner? Nope, than I'd, rather, I'd rather have Josh Freeman than Mark, San- than Mark Sanchez or Jay Cutler. How about that? Even, and if, he's on a even if nobody's there to catch Josh Freeman's passes, as we discussed Even then, week, I but... still would rather. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like I'm a little bit higher on Cutler than you are. Do you think that how how is Mike Martz's arrival going to – to affect that team? Is that going to be greatest show um, on for part two, or what's going to happen there? You... No, it's not. But I think somebody who's in trouble because of Mike Marks being there is Greg Olson, because Mart's system just is not tight end friendly. So I don't think Greg Olson's going to have as big of a year. Hmm. Yeah, I've, I've heard that um, from several other people, too. I know Andy Barons of Yahoo!, Sports says that he thinks that that's just about the worst mismatch of a offensive coordinator and a personnel ever assembled, but we'll see if that turns out. And I've, I've read some other things that say Martz is a little more flexible than people give him credit for and that he's going to take advantage of the talent he has, which would suggest that maybe Olsen is somewhat involved with the offense. But uh, either way, it sounds like we probably maybe. don't have much to talk about with Olsen or Brendan. Let me see if I can pronounce this last name. Manu, Manu Maliona. They have a lot came of over. Names on the Bears. <laughs> Pardon? They have a lot of fun last names on the Bears. <laughs> yeah, like, between uh, that and Devin Aramashadu. Right. Yeah, Aramashadu. <laughs> yeah. Actually, if and I had to take somebody from the team, it would be him. I think he's the only one that I would want to take off the Bears. That's yeah. I I think I would just avoid those wide receivers altogether because I mean, who knows between Hester and Johnny Knox and Aramashadu. I, mean, I feel and, like in the last week, the last couple of weeks of last season, he and Jay Cutler had as good as chemistry of anybody on that team. So if you have to take somebody from there, that's who it should be. Yeah, I. I I don't know. I, I Personally, I wouldn't want any of those wide receivers just because, to me, it's all a jumble. Maybe if they were all still hanging around when I needed a fourth or fifth wide receiver, I might pick one of them. But I'm guessing that especially Hester Knox would probably be gone by then and maybe even Aramashadu, too. But uh, we'll see. So sounds like we're not real high on this team then. How about the running backs? Do you think Matt Forte could uh, um, see a resurgence this year under Mike Martz? Or is Chester Taylor worth? Uh, mm-hmm. drafting even with his hamstring problem. How do you see that all shaking out? I would not draft Chester Taylor. Um, I 
if you take Matt Forte, I hope you have somebody else more solid. <laughs> I just I don't have a lot of confidence in their offense. Sorry, Bears fans. <laughs> Would you consider him a good number two running back with the possibility of performing like a number one running back if everything went well? I would consider him a good number two, but I don't think he's going to perform like a number one. All right. And <laughs> any any reason we should be interested in Khalil Bell? I know he had that one carry against the Eagles last year. His first time he touched the ball, he ran for 72 year, yards, and I think that's about what he ran for the rest of the season too. But uh, yeah, yeah, is, is I, he no, worthwhile I or no? No. Okay. No. All right, so I think <laughs> we're right. done with the Bears then. You don't like any of them, and I think that Matt Forte would be on my list and maybe – Greg Olson, and you say that maybe Devin Aramashadu, I just wanted to say that one more time, would be on your list then. So <laughs> yes. I think so far the Aramashadu account is four and the Favre count is four for this show. So And we haven't even hit Favre, though, so, and I keep saying his name. So Stop I, saying it. Stop saying it. Okay, I think we're up to five now. How? I, what's the over-under on Favre mentions now that we're at six? Um, I'm going to go 12. I think 12, I would say 25, and I guess I have more control over that now that I know what the target is. So. Uh-oh. But, all right, I'll, I, I promise no cheating on my part. All right, so we're let's, done with the Bears. Let's just go to the Lions. <laughs> yes, well, let's just go to the – we've done the Bears, now let's do the Lions. No Tigers tonight for you Wizard of Oz fans. But So how about those Lions? What do you think of, of Matt Stafford? Is he a top-10 quarterback, a top-5 quarterback? Is he going to be – this year's Are you crazy? Uh, Matt Schott. No. <laughs> no. No way is he a top ten quarterback. Not a really. Chance. No. Oh. Well, it sounds like we not, have one of our patented disagreements on this too. <laughs> no. Not. All right. Not even you close. you say why you don't like him, and then I'll I'll tell you why I do. I we, even in college, you didn't see him progress from one year to the next. Like he didn't get exponentially better at any point. He pretty much just stayed the same. So why are we going to expect that's going to happen in the pros? Why do we think he's going to improve each year when he's proven that that will not happen? Because he doesn't have to take you know, neuroscience or whatever he was studying in college you know, to distract him. He only has no, to but instead he has to dissect professional defenses and other teams and harder playbooks, and he's got to navigate the locker room full of veterans and new guys. He's got just as much stress. I don't know. I think dissecting the Lions playbook would still be more fun than dissecting a frog or a pig, but I guess that's neither here nor there. So Maybe maybe so some other teams' playbook, not the Lions. So, so you don't like his prospects for growth then? Um, no. I guess I'm I a little bit more optimistic. I think he's got some new weapons as wide receivers and running backs that we'll get into and possibly a tight end. I just think it's going to be more than him looking for – Calvin Johnson this year, but uh, I, I actually like him. I think he could be potentially a top. All right, I'll I'll say top ten quarterback, maybe not top five, but it sounds like we disagree on that. So, who, what about some, wait? Who would you not put in your top five to put him in there? Well, I, I think you have to put Manning. You, you have to put Manning. And, you have to put Breeze. You have to put Rogers. You probably should put right. Brady in there. Okay, um, I'll concede that. So that's four. He he's someone I could see vying with, say, Matt Schaub if if everything broke right for him. For no know, way, Matt Schaub leaps and bounds ahead of him. Terrible idea. What about Matt Ryan? 
I would put Matt Ryan before him. I'd put Joe Flacco before him. Um, I would put Tony Romo before him. And you know I don't even like Tony Romo as a quarterback. Oh, well, uh, we'll see. How about Matt Sanchez, since you've named every other quarterback named Matt? Why do you keep calling him Matt? His name is Mark. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> you did that last week, too. But um, oh. you know what? I think I might put Sanchez right about maybe a hair ahead of him. Okay. So I really don't like Matt Stafford, and I'm sorry to Matt Stafford, <laughs> but... I just I don't like him as an elite quarterback. I don't think he's ever going to get there. All right, I'm going to tell him where you live. So <laughs> now, how about Javid Best? Is he going to be everything him. that people? <laughs> I All right. Think he is. I picked him to be a rookie of the year, actually. So oh, wow. I really liked him. Okay. Um, You're not I worried about the concussions and stuff, then. No, I'm not. I think anybody else who's a candidate for Rookie of the Year ahead of him has way more problems going for them than he does. C.J. Spiller or Ryan Matthews? Ryan, Ma- Ryan Matthews is going to get killed. He's just absolutely going to get annihilated on the Chargers. There's no offensive line to speak of and a terrible – anyway, we'll talk about that next week. Okay, all right. Well, it was just, um, since yeah, you brought up I Rookie lo- of the I, Year. I think that Best is an awesome, awesome draft pick. I, he's not going to be my number one running back, but I think he's going to have a big year. And how about Kevin Smith? Does he worry you at all that he might take time away from best, that that might evolve into a timeshare, or you, you're not worried about Kevin Smith, who does have a knee injury I, right now? But <laughs> I'm not that worried about him. <laughs> and Maurice Morris, um, I guess, wouldn't be on your radar either then. Nope, no. I think the, right. the Lions have clearly made a decision to go young, and I think they're going to stay with it. Okay. Um, sounds like there that I'm more of a Matt Stafford fan, and you're more of a Javid Best fan then. And, uh, I mean, there's a guy, both... uh, the Lions have more going on for them fantasy-wise this year than they did last year for sure. Oh, I mean, no, definitely. Calvin Johnson, I think, is going to be back to, like, his 2008 form. I think he's going to be a lot better. And... Nate Burleson, if you're in a deep league and you need a running back late or a, a wide receiver late, I, I don't think he's a terrible pick. <laughs> he surprised me. He actually had 800 receiving yards last year with the uh, Seahawks, which wasn't that much less than uh, Hushman Zada had. So I was a little mm-hmm. surprised when I was doing my research and, and found that out. But I, I agree with you as far as Calvin Johnson there. I mean, for me, other than Andre Johnson, and I could even make the argument that if Stafford progresses the way I think he will, that Calvin Johnson might even outgain Andre Johnson this year. But I, I think you could make an ar- I think you could make an argument for <laughs> Calvin Johnson possibly being the number two wide receiver overall this year. You disagree? I think he could be. I think he could definitely be a top five. I don't know if I'd put him at two, but I think he could be a top five. Who would you put ahead of him? Uh, Andre Johnson. Um, right. I might even put, say, uh, Greg Jennings ahead of him. <laughs> I I just I don't have that much confidence in Matt Stafford, and therefore I can't say Calvin Johnson's going to be a number two receiver because he doesn't have a quarterback that's going to make him that good. Well, we'll see. That'll be just one of the many mysteries that'll be played out and answered during the course of the season. And of course, these well, shows are all archived. You're gonna you're gonna draft Calvin Johnson, and I'm not going to. So I'm going to crush you. 
is really what that comes down to. <laughs> well, let's, you keep talking that talk. Muhammad Ali did that too, although he was the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. So. And then look what happened to him. Guess I'm on a good path. <laughs> no, I guess no. We shouldn't bring that up then. So, All right, so you like... Calvin Johnson, okay, but not as much as I do. You like Nate Burleson, mm-hmm. it sounds like a little bit more than I do. Brian Johnson, yeah. anything, is he worth looking into or no? I don't think so. Okay. And how about tight ends? Do you like either Brandon Pettigrew, who has a knee problem right now, or Tony Scheffler? Uh, I like Brandon Pettigrew, actually. Would if you I draft take him as... two, I would take him. Even though yeah. one of my fantasy football teams this year is, is called Scheffler's Mom? Well, then you obviously need to have Tony Scheffler on your team. No, I, I don't want him on my team. I just thought that was you a good team to, name. With that name. That's how it works. If you name your team after somebody, you have to take one for the team, and you have to have no, him on your team, pert or not. No. He has to be there. Maybe I'll pick him up for a, for a bye week or something, but he's not going to be on my team. You're I would draft. You're an awful would draft, fantasy football owner. I would draft Brandon. I only want to win, baby, as Al Davis uh-huh. would say. Uh-huh. But So Brandon Pettigrew would definitely be my choice among those tight ends, and I think Brandon Pettigrew could even be a top-10 tight end just in the same way that Matthew Stafford will be a top-10 quarterback this year. Matthew Stafford won't. And Brandon Pettigrew, if he can stay healthy, could be at the low end of a top-10. Well, somebody's got to throw him the ball, and that somebody's going to be Matthew Stafford. You don't think Sean Hill's going to beat him out, do you? No, but I don't – maybe Matthew Stafford only throws to him. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll see if that comes to pass. And speaking of passing, let's move on to the Green Bay pass, I mean Packers. So what do you think of Aaron Rodgers? Is this guy any good? Would you draft him for your team? I love Aaron Rodgers. There's, yeah, me. I, I know that I shouldn't like any other NFC teams, but I really like the Packers. <laughs> So would he be your – where would you rank him? We were talking before about Breeze, Rodgers, and Manning. Where would you put him in that triumvirate? Number one. I think I would still put Breeze first this year, but I think I'd put Rodgers I second. I have I have a serious, serious love for the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. It's inexplicable, but I do. <laughs> Yeah, you watch my words when Matthew Stafford throws for more yards this year than Aaron Rodgers does. It's and never you know going to happen. Like I him. don't know what dream world you live in. <laughs> well, I, I just don't understand. Okay, so I'm president and sole member of the Matthew Stafford fan club, apparently. Yeah, you are. You can be, Why don't you, you can just be president. move to Detroit? <laughs> you can be president of the bandwagon of Aaron Rodgers' fans then. but I was so, on the bandwagon before there was a bandwagon. You mean when uh, Brett Favre was still quarterbacking the Packers? That's seven. Do you remember that Aaron Rodgers did all those awesome uh, main events with Kenny Main for the Sunday countdown on ESPN? He was amazing. That's when I started to like him. He wasn't even a starter. But I digress. How many, how many fantasy points is a main event appearance worth? I don't know, but my ringtone is one of his main event skits. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we both like Aaron Rodgers a lot. You like him a little bit more than I do. Now, how about running backs? Ryan Grant had a concussion, but he's their number one guy. Brandon Jackson's there, and I don't think we have to talk about James Starks or Craig Lumpkin. Um, if you don't I mean, mind, we'll just lump in them one, all together. Obviously, it'd be Grant, but I just... How much do you like him in terms Not of... A ton. He, no, really? 
See, I, I guess we differ on this, too. For me, he's a top ten, maybe even a top five running back if he stays healthy. He might, he might be, but I don't – It's I go with my gut, and I don't really like him. <laughs> okay. There's, there's no real, like, reason for it. But I do like other guys on the team, like Greg Jennings at wide receiver or Jermichael Finley. Sure, let's let's talk about those guys too then. So I guess we've, we're done with the quarterbacks and running backs there. Um, we're done. So Jennings, I would agree I with you that like he's a really solid choice at wide receiver. Definitely. Would he be? Is he? Uh, you said before he's your top, he's in your top five and maybe even in your top three. Is that right? Not in my top three. I'd say he's he's pro- he could be five. Okay, I would still, I think, draft Calvin Johnson ahead of him, not to go back and beat a dead horse or a dead lion. But Well, I think so. Greg Jennings will get more opportunities than if Matthew Stafford were throwing to him. <laughs> it could very well be. So how about the rest of the receiving core, though? And that's part of what gives me a little hesitation about Jennings. I mean, you've got Donald Driver there, who everybody writes off every year, and all he does is come back and catch a 1,000 yards he's, worth of I, passes. He's, he's done that six he's years in a row good. now. Yeah, he's to me, he's kind of like, I, I liken him to Derek Mason, who we'll talk about a little bit later, but you know, he's one of those guys that people seem to write him off every year, and at the end of the year, there he is with his 1,000 yards, and you probably draft him as a third or fourth wide receiver, and he's turning, he's putting up totals like a second wide receiver then. So anyway, Jennings has to contend with Driver. He's got to share with James Jones. He's got to share with Jordy Nelson. Those guys are probably only... 300, 400-yard guys at best, but still, I just... And then if Finley Jennings gets more involved in the offense... I, I, and I think I, Jennings and Driver are, are clearly your one and two. And right. I, I don't think you need to worry about them not getting as many yards because they're going to be double-teamed or something, because not only... I, I feel like it's a, a pretty strong offense all around. They've got a good threat at running back, which you were just harping on. <laughs> <laughs> And they've got – their tight ends are good. Jermichael Finley is amazing. There's so you would plenty, take your Michael – you would take your Michael – Yeah, I would – I think Jermichael Finley is a top five tight end with room to improve. I don't think you can go wrong taking him. I would disagree. I don't think he's a top five tight end yet, but we'll, oh, we'll see. We'll, we'll have to – we keep saying top five, top ten. It'll be interesting when we actually put our list together to uh, I think put those Packers, out for public speaking consumption. Speaking of top five, top ten, I think they're a top ten defense, too. I agree. To me, the yeah, I, I could if, – if going into the season, to me, it looks like it would be either the Packers or the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, but that doesn't really – yeah, let, let's, the let's stick to fantasy. We can, we, they were. They were and they, they still were. are, presumably. So, Jermichael yeah. Finley, you like him a lot. I don't. I like him, but not as much as you do. Donald Lee, Spencer Havner, nothing there worth drafting fantasy-wise, is there? No. Okay. Sorry. Although I, I do like Spencer Havner just because how many guys do you know that can play both linebacker and tight end you know, at a level higher than high school? I think that's pretty cool. So, anyway... <laughs> On to now it's time for the, the moment of the show that we've been dreading for weeks, months, even years. I'm so big of Barb Mania. I'm so that's right. tired and that's, of it. That's eight mentions now, so we only have four more to go to meet your over under then. So far, 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 far. So we're at thirteen Great. now. So we're on the Vikings. Right. So we're on the Vikings. Brett Favre. Tavarius Jackson, Joe Webb, Sage Rosenfeld. Well, obviously, obviously Favre's back. 
So that happened. And right. now we can right. all move on with our lives. And I think Sage Rosenfels is probably number two as much as the Vikings organization wants to push Tavares Jackson on us because Rosenfels was leaps and bounds better than him in the preseason game. I mean, there's no question. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. To me, it's it's not that difficult, of course, by NFL standards. It's not that difficult to look like a, a hero against somebody else's third or fourth string defense. I mean, if that were true, that that receiver with the Giants would be in the Pro Bowl already, the one that caught three touchdown passes against the Aren't Jets. Aren't you supposed to be game. telling me that he is going to be? Aren't you a Giants fan? Shouldn't you be all jacked up about him? <laughs> no. No, it's a preseason game, and he has too many guys ahead of him. He's going to be lucky if he even makes the team. But anyway, back to the Vikings then. So, Favre, is he, in a 12-team league, is he going to be a starting quarterback? Is somebody going to draft him? I'm sure for, I'm sure for somebody he will be. Uh, it's right. not going to be me. But okay. I, I don't like I totally nonsense, agree with you. I won't draft him on principle. But we are a 12-team, well, two-quarterback league, so somebody will have to take him. That's true. Would you rather? I'd, I'd almost rather have Jake Delhomme on my team, I think, than Brett Favre just uh, on principle. No. I'd rather have Brett Favre than Jake Delhomme, no doubt. No, uh, we'll see. Maybe I if Seneca Jake Wallace DeLome. takes over, you'll change your tune then. But so Brett Favre <laughs> sounds like I neither one of us want him on he's any gonna, of our fantasy. He's going to be Brett Favre, and Viking fans are going to love him, and Green Bay fans and Jets fans are going to hate him, and. Okay. A lot of other people are going to hate him, but there are some diehard Brett Favre fans. All right. So there are people gonna, who are going to take him. <laughs> I'm going to slip in a true-false question here. True or false? Oh. Brett Favre will start all 16 games for the Vikings this year. True or false? True. I say false. I don't think he makes it through the season. I think this is the year when Father Time finally catches up with him and somebody's just going to give him a licking that he can't give it, get up from. That's that's my that's my no, gut. It's not going to happen. <laughs> All right. hope somebody out there... Who, in, else, who else do you like on the Vikings? I'm done talking about Favre. Okay. All right. Well... Yeah, all right, let's let's move on. I'll, I'll concede that. So <laughs> I hear this Adrian Peterson guy is pretty good. He would actually not be my first running back in most leagues. I think I'd rather go with Maurice Jones-Drew in most leagues just because mm-hmm. I think but he so has less competition. <laughs> no, I, I think there are a lot of people that would rather take Chris Johnson or Adrian Peterson over Maurice Jones-Drew. I don't think – but anyway, I, I like Peterson. I think I'd put him second behind – Drew and ahead of Johnson, but is, I guess the other interesting thing with the Vikings running back situation is they drafted Toby Gerhardt out of Stanford. How good is this guy going to be? Is he going to be the second think, string running back? I think back? he's got to get at least some touches. I mean, he was such a superstar. I I think he's going to see some playing time. I don't I don't know how much he actually cuts into Peterson's carries, but he's going to get some. So you think he'll be number two over Albert Young then? Uh, yes. Yes. All right. So, I mean, maybe the Vikings, I mean, the Vikings obviously don't care about how our fantasy teams do because we'd all like to see Adrian Peterson rush for 2,500 yards, but it's not going to happen. His body can't handle it. Like, he can't physically take rushing that much anymore. He's only played three or four seasons. He's not that old. I mean, he does get beaten up and he got beaten up in college, How many little bumps and bruises has he gotten? 
That's true. He's he's had a lot of carries. I think he's had almost a thousand carries in his three mm-hmm. seasons. So, yeah, there there is something to be said for that. But I think it's yes, like you said, can he stay healthy? And then also how much, you know, how good is the rest of the Vikings offense? How healthy is Sidney Rice? How healthy is Percy Harvin? How healthy is Besante Shanko? Is Brett Favre going to stay healthy all season? So yeah, I, I think that's going to have a big influence on how many touches Adrian Peterson gets. Are they still going to use him as much in the passing game as they did last year? You know, they never really used him much before last year, and all of a sudden he's getting 300, 400 yards in the passing game. So if he keeps well, then that maybe if they, if they use him more in the passing game, maybe they give him more time off and let Toby Gerhardt touch more. That could very well happen. So, all right, point point taken. So how about the wide receivers? We've got Sidney Rice, who's on the on the pup right now with his hip injury. We've got Bernard Berrien, who I think is perpetually underrated. And then you've got Percy Harvin, who's got his ankle problems and his migraines. And then Greg Lewis, who we probably don't have to talk about then. But So what are your thoughts on Rice, Berrien, and Harvin? How do you obviously, like those guys from a fantasy perspective? Obviously, Percy Harvin is the first one in everybody's mind, I would think, just because of how big his year was last year. I And I think it's a smart move to draft him, even though he has the migraine problems, because his output is going to outweigh any, time, any you know, if he takes a quarter off or he misses a game. I think he's still going to have so much value that it won't matter in the grand scheme of things. Huh. I guess we disagree on that, too, because I would think that if Sidney Rice is healthy, that he should continue to be Brett Favre's number one target. I think he had, what, 1,300 yards? I don't know how much I believe how healthy he's going to stay. No, that could be. (laughs) I mean, obviously a hip injury is a big thing. That's going to affect your speed and all. So, no, it could very well happen. And Bernard Berrien, he sounds like a safe choice for the later rounds if you're hankering for someone. But I I tend to agree with you that Harpin has more upside than he does for sure, even Mm -hmm. if he doesn't start. Yeah. And okay. I I think that's it for the Vikings. Oh, I do we want to talk about their tight end? I mean, Shanko only caught 11 touchdown passes last year, which is pretty good for a tight end, even though he didn't I think have that I, many yards. Yeah, I I don't think he's in my top ten. I think he's, you know, not a a bad later pickup. Yeah, I I agree. I, I'm too tight end league. Yeah, he'll definitely go. But I I think he's a borderline pick in a one tight end league. I, I certainly don't expect him to have 11 touchdown catches again this year, although I could very well see him finishing with the 500 to 600 yards again that he did last year, but that doesn't make him a top 10 pick then. So, All right, so we're done with the NFC North. Onward and upward, no humor break this week. We're all about business and about giving you the information you need. So let's dive Baltimore right into Ravens. the... Pardon? Baltimore Ravens. Okay, the Baltimore Ravens, as as I was about to say. So we've got Joe Flacco is the quarterback there. He's got Mark Bulger and Troy Smith backing him up. Bulger was an interesting so, addition, Bulger, but obviously Bulger's not going to be the number two. It's going to be Troy Smith is backing him up. Really? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that's huh. even a question. Well, Bulger's still listed as number two on their depth chart, and I think Smith uh, is. I don't know if <laughs> Smith could count the passes he's. Smith might be able to count the number of passes he's thrown on one hand still, but I'm not sure. But No, he's thrown more than that. He's thrown more than that. All right, so how how much do you like Joe Flacco then? Is he in your top five? Is he the tenth guy to be in your top five? 
The tenth guy. <laughs> no, he's not in my top five. I think he's top in my ten. top ten for sure. Okay, I agree. I so, like him a lot. And yeah, I, I, I agree. Like him even more with all this offensive power he's got around him. So you would take Joe Flacco before Matthew Stafford then? Yeah, I'd take him like six times before Matthew Stafford. <laughs> oh, I, I to me they're in the same ballpark with Tony Romo, I, but uh, I don't we'll think it, it's. Anyway. Um, All right, onward and upward. So <laughs> how about the running backs then? We've got Ray Rice, Willis McGahee, LaRon McLean, and then Jalen Parmalee, who I don't think we need to talk about. So Rice, McGahee, and McLean, what's your take on those guys? Obviously Rice is everybody's preseason darling, but is he a top three or a top five running back? Where do you rank him going into the season? Um, top ten? I wouldn't go and say he's top five because a lot of people seem to think that he's the fourth pick in running back behind Johnson and Peterson. No, that's that's true. I just At what point have I ever gone with a lot of people? <laughs> no, that's true, but I just think it's interesting when you're making a pick that goes against the grain or or recommending somebody and kind of going against the grain to to you know, justify your your uh, your selection there, well, and why I you think, think that the I consensus think that is wrong. The that. offense is more evenly balanced. There's obviously more big name receivers, so the passing game isn't gonna, you know, scale back at all from what it was last year. If right. anything, it's gonna increase. So Ray right. Rice is not. I don't think he's gonna have any bigger numbers than he did. If anything, that's where he gets last year's numbers. I don't think he. It's, goes above and beyond. I, I could see that. I, I think he might come down a little on the rushing yards, but he's still a pretty integral part of their passing game, too. They do seem to use him a lot, so we'll see. And I think a lot of it, too, depends on can Willis McGahee stay healthy for a full season or not. Yeah, I, I don't tend to rank running backs by touchdowns. I think that's too unpredictable. You never know what's going to develop. So I think you're much better off ranking guys by um, rushing yardage or projected total yards, and I just think that okay, uh, we gotta we gotta keep moving here. Okay. <laughs> We're running out of time. Just saw your right All right, let's, so let's talk about, about wide receivers. Um, <laughs> wide receiver, we've got. Uh, thanks for the note there. I just saw that. So how about Bolden, Mason, Clayton, Stallworth, Demetrius Williams? How I guess Bolden and Mason are the main guys there. Uh, how much do you Derek like those Mason's guys? Mason's my favorite out of all of them. Uh, I know, obviously, Bolden's going to be the big pick, but. Derek Mason, I, I think we've we've covered this. I, I've covered this before, but Derek Mason is clearly has the chemistry. He and Flacco are comfortable with each other. Every year, people underrate him. I saw him listed as a sleeper on one website, which is insane. Mm-hmm. And I, there's no reason to think he's going to decline. Sorry, I don't think Anquan Bolden is going to kill his numbers like some people think it's going to. I guess I'm one of those some people then, but we'll see. To me, Derek Mason, I like him a lot, but to me, he's a poor man's Donald Driver who tends to get hurt more than Driver does, but we'll see. All right, how about the tight ends there? They've got the the ageless Todd Heap there, and then they drafted two rookies at Dixon and Dennis Pitta. Any any fantasy value there, or should we just avoid that? Okay, me too. All right, so... Onward and upward, let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals then. You've got Carson Palmer, J.T. O'Sullivan, Jordan Palmer. I, other than the fact that they have a brother active in their quarterback uh, rotation there, um, Carson Palmer, is he going to bounce back this year? Or how do you like him? Um, I, I, 
I like him fine. I don't really have any reason not to like him, but I don't <laughs> love him. Okay. I just I feel like the drama surrounding the Bengals makes me if I find somebody who's got exactly the same numbers on another team, I'm gonna take them over somebody on the Bengals. It's just too much for me. Like Matthew Stafford, maybe? No, not Matthew. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, not ever how about? Happening. Okay, so how about the the running back situation there? Cedric Benson was last year a fluke, or can he do it again? Is Bernard Scott gonna steal touches from him? What's what's going on there? Uh, I think Cedric Benson's a decent choice at running back. Um, I obviously top I think and top fifteen. Where do you think he is? Maybe top fifteen. Let's go top fifteen. Okay. okay. Uh, but I think they focus more on the passing game. Obviously, they have right. some attention-hungry receivers over there. <laughs> right. But there's there's no fantasy points for having a reality show. So between Ocho Cinco and Owens, which one of those two do you like more from a fantasy perspective this year? Ocho Cinco. Uh, I agree. I just it, he and Carson Palmer have been working together longer. I just right. I think that accounts for a lot more than people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, the one and, guy that I do really like that I think could have a big year is Jermaine Gresham, the tight end, the rookie. Right. I, yeah, I he's an interesting he really guy. He, yeah, because he didn't even play his senior year at Oklahoma, if I'm remembering correctly. But mm-hmm. yeah, and the Bengals. I can't even remember the last time the Bengals had a tight end that really figured prominently in their offense. I mean, Reggie Kelly has been there for a long time, and he's never caught more than like 350 yards worth of uh, um, passes. But uh, so anyway, um, mm-hmm. so Jermaine Gresham, we agree on that. Yeah, we like him as a as a potential breakout player. And right. I love their defense as maybe a top five fantasy pick. Just yeah, I, I, top five, top ten, but I agree with you. They they're have an underrated defense, and I love uh, um, Pekka's uh, hair hairstyle, but we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> We're going to go to the Browns instead of talking about Right, her. so we'll talk to Browns. So Now, Jake DeLome, would you rather have him than Matthew Stafford? Where does Jake DeLome figure no. in the... Jake DeLome should, should not even be in the NFL. Well, he had a good preseason game, and you were citing that as a reason why we should pay attention to Sage Rosenfels before. Yeah, because Sage Rosenfels doesn't throw an interception every other pass. Well, DeLome didn't either before last year, but we'll see. Right, so but last I, year he couldn't stop doing it, which makes me believe he's not going to be able to get anywhere near what he used to be. If you're in a two-quarterback league, do you start him or no? Is he a top 24 I quarterback? I don't even draft no. him. I don't even care if he's okay. the only quarterback left. I'd rather play one quarterback. <laughs> okay. And Seneca Wallace, <laughs> any any value there, Colt McCoy, or should we just no. move on? No, okay. I don't think you should draft anybody from the, from the quarterback slot in Cleveland. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the running back slot, which is mm-hmm. more intriguing there in Cleveland. We've got Montario Hardesty, the heralded rookie. He's got knee problems. We've got Jerome Harrison, who shined last year when he had the opportunity. And then you've got Peyton Hillis, who came over from Denver. And when Mike Shanahan was there, was Hillis still going to be any kind of factor there. All right, so you don't like Hillis. I agree. The most I would do with him is watch, put him on a watch I think list. Hardesty or Harrison, I think they're I, – I kind of feel like they're going to try to get Hardesty a fair amount of touches. So you should expect Harrison's numbers to not go up. Yeah. I 
I would stay away from that situation at least until I get to my third or fourth running back because I don't think it's clear, at, at least not at this point, which one of those guys is going to be getting the majority of the carries there, and I, I just say avoid that. And speaking of avoid, I think I would do the same thing with their wide receiver situation. They've got Mohamed Masakoy, who had a pretty good year last year, but has the hamstring if I, injury. If You've I got... had to pick one, it would be Masakoy. That's the only one I'd even consider. So Brian Rubisky, who was last year's heralded rookie, you wouldn't want him, or Josh Cribbs? Nope. Okay. I, just, I don't think there's anywhere near enough value. All right. How about Ben Watson? Is is he a good safety valve? I know he was always supposed to do well in uh, in New England and just never seemed to, to fit in the offensive he scheme there, but is he somebody that could break out? supposed. <laughs> People are still waiting for him to break out. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Like, I think if you've got a two-tight-end league and you're like me and you draft backups, maybe he's your backup for a bye week. I just think he's the kind of guy, and maybe I'm biased, but he's the kind of guy to me that when he goes to a new team, maybe he actually gets the opportunity to shine there just like uh, Shanko did when he went from the Giants to the Vikings and all of a sudden he's... Do you really think Jake DeLome or Seneca Wallace is going to throw a ton at him? No. Well, I don't think they necessarily are going to get the time to throw to the wide receivers, and so what do they do then? They dump it off to the running backs or the tight ends, I think. It's possible, maybe not likely, but we'll see. (laughs) So, all right, enough on them. So now let's talk about America's team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, whoa, the Cowboys are America's team. First, we're we're short on time here. No talking about the Cowboys. We we (laughs) talked about them two shows ago. If you're interested, go back and listen to episode two. So, the the Steelers. Then we've got Ben Roethlisberger. We know he's out for what six weeks, four weeks. Who knows? Don't even and bother drafting him. That's my advice, and you'll be a better team for it. Just because of morals or just because you don't want to draft somebody that's suspended more than a week or two? It's not worth it. He's not going to have enough value to overcome the weeks that he missed, and I don't think he's going to handle all these issues and the locker room drama and the fans all hating him very well. I just don't think he's going to be – I think he's going to be mediocre. I don't think he's going to be an elite quarterback this year. Maybe next so year. So no, no 4,200 yards or the, the prorated amount not, over no, 10 games? No, not time. even close. Okay. So who would you – would you pick either of those guys at the beginning, um, either Leftwich or Dixon, or do they just go in the leftover bin with Jake DeLome? I think they're in the leftover bin. I just don't think there's any of the three are going to have enough value. All right, I agree. Now, the running back situation there, uh, Richard Mendenhall, is he a number one running back in a 12-team league or no? I think so. I would make him. I agree. So you're not concerned mm-hmm. about um, Jonathan Dwyer or Moeldy Moore or Ike Redman or anyone there? No. I mean, I think Mendenhall played less than a full season and had over 1,000 yards. I think that speaks for itself. All right. So, of course, last year... He he also had um, Roethlisberger's passing to keep the defenses honest, and that might not happen for the first six games, so it'll be interesting to see whether think, he can... I think Dixon and Leftwich are enough of a passing threat that it won't be an issue. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just comparing them to Roethlisberger and saying they're not going to cool. be as good as he is, and maybe I'm making the mistake of, I think uh, they're going to be just as good as he is going to be this year. I don't think he's going to be all that much better. All right. So moving along here, we've got the wide receivers. We've got Heinz, the, angel, the ageless Heinz Ward. We've got
like Mike Wallace, who did a really good job last year, is the number three and moves up to the number two with Santonio Holmes out of town. Got Antoine randall who's still there, and then the hotshot rookie, Emmanuel Sanders, that they drafted. What do we make out of that? Who's worth drafting and who should stay on the waiver wire? I like Mike Wallace. I think he's going to have a good year, quite frankly. Just got a feeling so he, about it. Somebody's got to take he, up those catches. I mean, <laughs> why not him? Do you think he'll end up with more receiving yards than Heinz Ward this year? Would you draft him ahead of Heinz Ward? Mm, I don't know. Toss up? Okay. Yeah. Moving on then. I think, I, would, I think it'll be about the same. I, I think I would go with Ward there just because of the consistency, you know, but uh, we'll see. So how about the tight end there? Heath Miller, does his value go up with Roethlisberger out for the first part of the season and Leftwich and Dixon, either one of those guys using him as a safety valve potentially? Is he worth drafting no, in a 12-team I league? I don't think so. I don't think he's a safety valve if there isn't a rapport. Like, it's not like Dennis Dixon or Brian Leftwich is that many games that he's that much of a safety net. He's not Wes Welker for Tom Brady. Like, it's not the same thing to me. I okay, don't we'll, we'll No. <laughs> yeah, it just, he never gets as many catches as Zach Miller, and everybody seems to love Zach Miller, whereas I think you know, Heath Miller isn't all that far behind. I wouldn't put him in the top five or six, certainly, but I, I think he's in, I in that 10 to 12 range. Top, I don't think he's in the top 10. No way. I would I would like him more than I would uh, say Desante Shanko, but that's that's my opinion. So we'll see how that plays out. I take it you disagree. I disagree, and I also think that the dynasty of the the Steelers defense being the number one, number two in the league is done. I think they're pretty mediocre this season. I disagree. I think they're going to surprise you, and if they're not on the field too often in the first six games, and of course you never know who's going to get hurt, but if they stay reasonably healthy, I think they can still be a top five, top ten certainly defense, but they're going to more or less have to be if they're going to keep their team in the game, I think, the first half of the season. So so Mm -hmm. did we make it through all the division previews for tonight? We did. We could even play okay. a little true and false for two minutes if you want. <laughs> okay. All right. Time for true false, which is everybody's favorite segment. So, um, true false number one, and you're invited to play along at home. True false number one, Antonio Gates will finish out of the top five in tight end receiving yards this year. True or false? True. You think he's not a top five this year? Yes, I do not think that. Okay, I disagree. I think he is still a top-five wide receiver, tight end. All right, number two, no team will have two running backs who both rush for over 1,000 yards this season. Two years ago we had the Giants had two. Last year we had the Panthers that had two guys. Is there going to be a team this year that will have two running backs both over 1,000 yards, yes or no? Yes, there will be. Okay, I disagree with you. Who do you think that team might be? There's too many tandems for that not to happen. I'd love okay. it if it were the Cowboys. <laughs> could happen. I I don't see that, but it could happen. So, all right. So, so far we're, we agree on one and disagree on one. Number three, Matthew Stafford will have more passing yards than Matt Schaub or Matt Ryan. False. True or false? False, 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 false. Okay, where, where do you think you'll fit in in that trio? Uh, last. All right, I think you'll finish. 
All right, I, I disagree with. I I disagree. I think Obviously. that he won't finish last, but I, I disagree that he'll have more passing yards than the other. I just wanted to see if I could get all the maths in one question, and you'll notice that I left Matt Sanchez out this time because his Mark. name is really Mark Sanchez, Mark right? I caught it this time. I'm, anyway. I'm a quick study. All right, <laughs> Go ahead, so now, you. so here's one we were just discussing. Zach Miller the Raiders version, not the Jaguars version. Zach Miller, the Raiders version, will have more receiving yards than Heath Miller. True or false? True. I say false. All right, we'll I see you again. <laughs> Pardon? I said I say you're wrong. And and I point taken. All right, number five, Ryan Matthews will lead NFL rookies in rushing this year. False. False. I say it's true. Ryan Who do you? Matthews who's your pick? Eat up. You think best. it's Javid Best or, or uh, C.J. Spiller or somebody else? It's best. It is best. It is not Spiller. It's best. All right. I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with Matthews. So, and hopefully I'll remember that Matthews only has one T and not two by the end of the season. So, all right. And now here the bonus one, just because you know we had to mention his name one more time tonight. Tavarius oh. Jackson will have more passing yarns than Brett Favre this season. True or false? False. Oh. I reluctantly agree with you on that. The only way that happens is if Brett Favre gets hurt early in the season, and I still stand by the contention that if anything happens to Favre, it'll be Jackson and not Rosenfels. But I guess we just like everything else, or most everything else, we disagree on that too. Pardon? What's our next next one? That's it. We were short and sweet and to the point tonight. So, so we still have some time left here. Five minutes. Five minutes. All right. So with that five minutes, why don't we take a look at a couple of strategy topics that we want to talk about here. So what, if you're in a 12-round sneak draft, what position do you like most when you're drafting? Do you have a preferred position or is it all the same to you? I want to be right in the middle or I want to be the very, one of the very last two picks. Okay, so you don't want the first pick in the draft then if you can help it. I never, ever want the first pick in the draft, ever, unless it's baseball. But we're not talking about that. <laughs> no, we, we can talk about that in about six months. You're just a little early, but uh, that's okay. So, I never or, or six months late. I draft want the first pick because I never want one of the number one guys. And that's because you don't like running backs as much as I do. Nope. So, so you'd rather either be, you said, in the middle or one of the last two? I want to be right two? in the middle so I have my picks evenly spaced, or I want to be one of the last two so I can take two at once. All right. I, to me, it doesn't really matter. I think you can draft a good team no matter where you are, and people that moan about their draft position, I, I think you're missing the point. You, well, pretty much all the people... Well, about it, but uh, there are ones no. that I prefer. No, 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 I, I definitely agree. I just say, you know, some people will complain that they never get the first pick in the draft or so, and to me that's not a big deal. To me, most drafts are one in the middle to later rounds. Most of the people who who have studied fantasy football a little bit know, you know which guys are reasonably good, and they could take those guys in the first three, four, five rounds. And to me, it's really which guys do you pick in rounds 6 through 12 or 6 through 15 that happen to come on that are underrated. Those are the guys that really make or break your drafts. So yeah, to me, where you're drafting in the first few rounds doesn't matter. But that said, uh, another quickly related topic. Um, mm-hmm. Do you do you have a preferred 
way that you like to go with your first couple picks. Will you take two running backs? Will you take a wide receiver and a running back? Will you take a quarterback and a wide receiver? What's your preference? Uh, I go quarterback first, always. Uh, And I have a handful that I will draft with my first pick as a quarterback. And then depending on what's going fastest, I take a running back or a wide receiver next. I really don't care which. All right. I just I don't I'm not in love with running backs the way the rest of the world is, so I'm not real concerned about getting a top five pick and getting one. I don't really care. <laughs> I, I don't care about getting a top five pick so much, but I'm more of the mind and call me an old fogey or traditionalist, but I, I still think that there's a much bigger drop off between the top rated running backs and the mediocre ones than there is between the top rated quarterbacks and the mediocre ones. So all things well, being I'd equal, rather I have two awesome quarterbacks and a solid number one wide receiver and two mediocre running backs. Now, I <laughs> tend to disagree, but that's something we'll have to debate in the blog then. So, but um, so yeah, how much? We'll who actually wins the league? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, do you want to remind people about the, or do we have time for one more strategy topic? Uh, I think let's go to just. A quick one? Okay. So do you keep track of other teams' picks? And by that I mean players and or positions during your draft. Do you care what other teams are doing or you just want to take the guys that you need and you don't? I am not a big trader, so I don't really care what other teams have. I pick who I need. I don't take six quarterbacks and hope I can get somebody better later. I'd rather take my guys in the draft. No, but I'm I'm suggesting if you were say at the end of the first round, say you had the 11th pick, and I, know, I have the 12th. I know 12th. what you're saying. If if you if you have the 12th pick and you need a quarterback, and there's right, you know, an awesome quarterback still available, do I take it to spite you and make you worse? No. No, no, no. Say you needed both a quarterback and a running back, and you knew that I needed a quarterback and a wide receiver. Would you let I'm that quarterback slide or I no? I value the most. It doesn't matter what you need. I really don't care. Okay. I guess I'm more into that whole gamesmanship of that and you know, just trying to figure out you know, who do I think the other team is going to go for and can I let the, my preferred pick slide an extra right. pick or two. We've got to wrap this so, up here. All right. Well, well, we'll have a good debate on the blog about it at some point. So soon next so. week you can find us at 9.30 again. We'll be on for an hour Eastern time. And throughout the week, let me know if you want to play fantasy football with us. And you can email us at number four thn inches show at gmail.com and you can email me there or you can find us on twitter at the number four thn inches show and contact us either way during the week we love to talk to people and let me know if you want to play fantasy football with us all right, and if you have any blog um, topics you'd like us to um, address, either debate or maybe we even agree on one of them, which is unlikely but possible, just let us know. Mm-hmm. If you have any suggestions on people you would like us to have on as guests on the show, if you have any favorite bloggers that you think deserve a bigger forum or a stage than they currently have, certainly let us know about that too. And while you're at it, also feel free to check out the Fantasy Football Sherpa website and blog. Like I said, the That's projections... FantasyFootballSherpa.com. That's right. And yeah. those projections are always updated. Like I said, you know, check them every day, the transactions, and make sure that we've got everything up to date in Kansas City and all other 
31 teams. So anyway, uh, any final words for tonight? Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. All right. So long from the Matthew Stafford Fan Club. Huh.